0: Talking benefits, 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 talking, 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 benefits. You're listening
1: to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month we dive into retirement, health care, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held.
0: I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy! Hello, this is Julie Stick, and I'm here to share with you a recent blog post that I wrote honoring one of my favorite days of the year, May the 4th. This blog post is called,
1: In the Benefits Plan
0: Far, Far Away. Over the past several years, May the 4th has skyrocketed in popularity as Star Wars Day, as in May the 4th be with you. In honor of May the 4th, we thought it would be fun to continue the Rebellion Against Convention by using Star Wars themes to help future benefit gurus master the finer points in this or any galaxy. Three benefit scenarios are being shared with you with a galactic twist to help blast home these common benefit concepts. Scenario 1. After an attack against the Rebel base on the ice planet Hoth, participants in the Rebel Alliance are spread throughout the galaxy. Princess Leia administers the Alliance's retirement plan and she has a fiduciary duty to ensure that the plan keeps current information on all participants. What steps should she be taking to ensure that the plan has current contact information for all of the Rebel participants? Answer. A recently passed galactic law requires the creation of a searchable online database that would help Rebel participants locate lost retirement benefits. Since the database isn't available yet, there are some steps that Princess Leia should do now. She should do her best to maintain accurate census information, though, to be honest, with rebels scattered from Dagobah to Jakku, that is a tough ask. She should implement effective communication strategies using subspace transceivers and encryption algorithms as needed, and search for missing rebels. She should flag any undeliverable subspace transmissions and uncashed checks for follow-up. Current and retired Rebel participants should be contacted on a periodic basis to confirm or update things like their home planet, their comlink numbers, and emergency contact information. Plan enrollment and exit processes should be built to confirm or update contact information, and participants should be advised to provide accurate information going forward. Once a rebel goes missing or becomes non-responsive, Princess Leia should consider reaching out to their designated beneficiaries or to the participants' union. Checking related rebel records, including payroll records, might help. She might need to use a commercial locator service or other online resources, such as the Galactic Death Index. Taking multiple steps to track down missing rebels is key, because there is more than one way to skin a womp rat. Scenario 2 The Mandalorian Din Djarin, also known as Mando, wants to adopt Grogu, also known as Baby Yoda. He's seeking financial assistance to help with expenses. Answer. For simplicity's sake, let's say that Mando is a regular employee of the Bounty Hunters Guild rather than an independent contractor working for the New Republic. The Bounty Hunters Guild offers adoption benefits. A first step for Mando is to check the Guild's employee handbook and or talk to the Guild's benefits staff. There, he can learn if there are eligibility requirements to access adoption benefits. Assuming a typical service requirement of one year or less, Mando's five-plus years of service as a guild bounty hunter should make him eligible. Mando should also ask if there are age limits that apply to the child being adopted. Some employers require that children be no older than what would be 16 or 18 human equivalent years of age. At the time that Mando is seeking adoption, Grogu is roughly 53 years old. However, because of the pace at which his species matures, he is still a toddler. Once eligibility is confirmed, what benefits are available? Often, an employer will provide financial assistance up to a capped maximum amount or percentage of total expenses. While there likely would not be any adoption agency or placement fees and no maternity fees payable to the birth mother, Mando could well incur legal fees or travel expenses, especially travel expenses that hyperspace mileage really adds up he should submit the information about these fees to the Guild. Another common type of adoption benefit offered is paid or unpaid leave, running either concurrently with or in addition to family and medical leave mandated under Galactic Law. Time off is typically provided to facilitate bonding between parent and child and to make adjustments to the living situation. While the bond between Mando and Grogu was firmly cemented some time ago, The leave could be spent settling into their cabin on Navarro. Once the adoption is finalized, Grogu should be added as a dependent to Mando's health insurance coverage.
1: Keep your child on your health care until he
0: is 26. You must. Note, fees paid for babysitting services are not reimbursable through adoption financial assistance. To recoup any fees paid to Palimato for her services, Mando should check with the Guild's Benefits Department or consult the Handbook to see if a Dependent Care Flexible Spending Account is offered. Scenario 3. After being betrayed by Lando Calrissian, Captain Han Solo was turned over to Darth Vader, who ordered him to be frozen in carbonite.
1: You got a lot of guts sewing up here after what you pulled.
0: Roughly one year later, Captain Solo was rescued by the Rebels and freed from the Carbonite. Due to the length of his confinement, he suffered from hibernation sickness, manifesting itself as temporary blindness, weakness, dehydration, and memory loss. As his employer, the Rebel Alliance must deal with disability and sick leave issues while Captain Solo is recovering. First, the Rebel Alliance Benefits Department will need to determine if Captain Solo's freezing was a work-related incident. Because he and other Rebels were fleeing the Galactic Empire and hiding in Cloud City after the Battle of Hoth, it's likely his condition would be considered work-related under Galactic Workers' Compensation laws. This will entitle Captain Solo to full or partial paid leave. The Alliance should also determine whether or not the workers' cop leave should run concurrently with unpaid family and medical leave mandated under galactic law. If the sickness incapacitates Captain Solo for more than three days, it will generally qualify as a serious health condition under these laws. The Alliance may also provide paid, sick, medical, and or disability leave. These benefits could top up Captain Solo's pay to reach the level of his full salary or provide compensation after other paid leave has run out. The Alliance Benefits Department will need to coordinate when each of these types of benefits comes into play. If Captain Solo has lingering effects from the sickness, he may be protected under Galactic Disability Law. In this case, the Alliance may need to make reasonable accommodations so he will be able to perform essential job functions, such as clandestine infiltration, firing a blaster, piloting a starship, and, of course, rescuing princesses. We sense your powers growing, but don't end your training now. Avoid the quick and easy path that Darth Vader chose. Ah. Oh. Reach out to us to ask another question or create your own Star Wars benefit scenario. We'd like to take a moment here to do a special thank you and shout out to Steven Grebe, CEBS, Senior Compliance Counsel for Retirement Plan Consulting at Gallagher, Star Wars aficionado, International Foundation Corporate Board member and instructor, and True Benefits Jedi, who inspired this blog post. Thank you for listening.
1: We hope that you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all that the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Ann Patterson, and me, Justin Halp produced by Stacey von Alstein and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2023 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. All rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as...